Welcome to Westchester Words, Education, EdTech, and Publishing. In this episode, which is the second of three audio excerpts from the Publishing Now 21 Looking Forward webinar, which was co-hosted by Publishers Weekly and Westchester Publishing Services on April 6th, you'll hear from Kathy Felgar, Publishing Operations Director of Princeton University Press, Tom Chalmers, Managing Director of Legend Times, and Dominique Ricard, CEO and Publisher of Sourcebooks. They will be discussing international publishing and Brexit and answering questions from moderator Jim Milliot, VP and Editorial Director of Publishers Weekly, about how the pandemic has impacted their businesses in terms of sourcing materials, printing and binding books overseas, importing finished products, and the challenges that Brexit has posed for their businesses within the UK and internationally. The Publishing Now 21 audio excerpt series will conclude with a look at what's next for the industry as all of the panelists consider what the changes of the past year mean for the publishing industry as it continues to move forward. In addition to these audio excerpts, you can watch the entire webinar on the Westchester Publishing Services YouTube channel and visit our website, westchesterpublishingservices.com, for additional content related to the Publishing Now 21 webinar. I hope you enjoy this excerpt. So Princeton University Press publishes about 270 books a year, roughly half trade. Our main office is in Princeton, New Jersey, but we have smaller offices in the UK, near Oxford, and one in Beijing. Uh, So I would say overall, business has been doing well, um, despite the pandemic. After the first two months of the pandemic, where we saw a drop in sales, the levels came back up, and they've been good since then. We, especially with eBooks, we hope to see this as a permanent increase. In the overseas printing area, we have a lot of delays with shipping and a lot of congestion at the ports. And domestically, we're seeing some shortages of trucking. So sometimes it's hard to get the books just into the warehouse, even once they've been printed. Uh, PUP sales are about 20% from our UK office. And so we're running into problems there with Brexit, especially importing books from Europe to the UK. Uh, yeah, so from our perspective and kind of um, as a short headline summary of, uh, of how we found the last year as um, and we had a we had a big uh, I created a big five year plan called 2020 plan, which um, which ended after about uh, two months and then we had to replan um, replan everything. So, it, so it's been a big challenge, but ultimately, as, as others have mentioned, where there have been some short term hits, there's actually been areas of longer term growth. Um, that is kind of quite exciting and, and I think will stay beyond um, beyond the time now. In terms of the, um, so guess bit by bit, in terms of the trade list, it's uh, it's been very similar to what, as Dominique said, which is um, the growth in backlist has probably been the most notable side. So whereas we used to sell 65% front list to 35% backlist. That's literally exactly swapped around in the last year. So we're now selling um, pretty much 60, just short 65% um, backlist as opposed to front list. Um, and I think that's that's a different challenge in a way for big publishers and for smaller presses because big publishers have a certain size where the smaller presses obviously it changes the way you treat those backlists. So in a way, you, you almost have left of a differentiation between front and backlist. I, th- I think it's also flipped around a bit the traditional publicity marketing cycle that traditionally you would publicize the key titles and then kind of marketing would then take them on. 
Um, now, by its nature, particularly with online sales, which are much less tied to pub date, we find marketing is actually a, a kind of constant presence all the way through. And it's actually publicity which picks up on, on marketing for, for the bigger titles. So it's kind of flipped that side round and more. And we've certainly put a lot more investment in in the way we market online and advertise books. Um, that's, yeah, that's been very different. Obviously, the bookshop side here in the UK, um, it, it disappeared completely in when the shutdown happened last March. So we, um, you know, it was literally down over, over 95% at one point in March. And then it came back in the summer when we started to see reopenings. And then in the UK, we went into a second lockdown, pretty much fully lockdown from January. So we see that fall back again. So at best last year for us, it came up to about 50% and then it's dropped down again. I think realistically, it's going to be a steady incremental growth. But um, but we also, as as, as um, Dominique and Kathy mentioned, we've seen a lot of innovative things from bookshops and outlets. And actually, the drop in sales hasn't been as big here in the second lockdown as it was in the first lockdown. And part of that is the way they've increase their online whether online sales or different activities or webinars or events so i think it's it's i think that market will come back but in a slightly different way in terms of our academic list um likewise most places book sales on the academic side has been challenging because most of traditional market education um as you know a lot of it's been shut down or you know obviously budgets and i mean so i think just dealing with Providing education has been the, the biggest challenge for the education sector, never mind kind of um, hey, the, the, the publishing side. But, um, but what we have seen growth is in our journal side, which we've doubled the number of journals we've published. And actually the demand for research has never been greater. And um, that's the side we're seeing. Our, um, so our actual journal revenues have actually, they, well, they're new because we only bought the press in 2019, but over doubled last year. Um, there's various things within that to be on this call, which is the kind of open access and transformative um, transformative agreements and the, you know, the move towards particularly the pandemic has sped up the, the demand for have availability for research for obvious reasons. So that's pushed that down the line. And again, there's differences between different countries. Like I know in the US, a lot of the push is more towards um, green um, open access whereas in the in the UK it tends to be more the transformative agreements Kathy will know this far better than me but um, it's um, so yeah it, that's whole research side has been a huge huge learning curve for me which has been very interesting um, and yeah the the, the the one other side to mention briefly is um, which kind of is the Brexit side which is specifically relevant to us in the UK um, as it was a uh, ideally time just as we entered on first our, our latest lockdown was also for Brexit to happen after a kind of quiet first month we've seen a big hit we're starting to see the impact on the supply chain as Dominic mentioned um, we're seeing pretty much twice as long lead times for most things in the production chain in terms of printing delivery. Um, that has increased where, where we print in Europe so we've had deliveries tied up for a week in customs and extra paperwork and all these type of things which is adding adding extra time into the chains. So I don't necessarily think there's an easy answer to that, apart from trying to build in some extra time. And it's it's and it's a pity because it's 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 a barrier to trade and hope it improves. And I guess the, the, the final point on that side, on the kind of availability, as mentioned from POD, is that data has become, you know, data 
it took publishers quite a long time in some ways. Some were better than others. I know source books were particularly strong on, on data and something we always looked up to and you know from what we've done is the you know kind of metadata and that side of data. But actually the next stage of data is actually in availability. It's in um it's in kind of the actual availability in those markets because travel restrictions, logistical restrictions are probably going to be here for the next few years. Um, so actually by using data not just as a as a passive thing, but actually as a physical thing within different countries, within kind of availability, that side of stuff is going to be the next, the kind of next key side of um, of publisher data. And you know, particularly where the market's going, availability is going to be a bigger challenge than it has been before to um, cross off between the um, to balance out the logistical challenges. So yeah, I mean that's kind of enough for me for now. But um, I think the you know I think ultimately. I, the headline doesn't cover all the many, many challenges within it, but I think the pandemic has kind of catapulted. It's created some temporary changes, but it's also catapulted most industries further down the road for good and bad reasons. And I think that's also forced us to make some of the changes we probably should have made or were going to make quicker. So, you know, I, I think as it's gone on, with despite the challenges, we kind of feel increasingly confident about the future. And, you know, it's, it's exciting that publishing's come through it as it has. But that's enough for me anyway, so I'll go over to you. Before we let you go completely, Tom, do you have, um, do you think you have good visibility on where Brexit is going to take you? Or is it still really kind of changing week by week or day by day? I don't, I mean, personally, I kind of took the wrong approach of uh, towards the end of last year, I tried to ignore it while I was dealing with a pandemic <laughs> and, then, and then, then it arrived and now we're seeing the impact. I think, I think it's so politicalised and it's, it's difficult to really understand that. You know, I certainly think both sides, or certainly from our side, you know, we have a government in that, without getting political, have a government in that championed Brexit. Um, so in a way, they're trying to, you know, make out it's as positive as possible and even kind of hide it behind other news. I think, I think particularly with the way, particularly with the challenges and in the pandemic and the, you know, the perspective of all the wider challenges, I think there is probably more of a positivity hopefully on all sides to make it as smooth as possible um so but i think realistically you know we're looking at probably two years of logistical challenges i mean that's i'm not particularly informed but that that, that would be my <laughs> my guess it's, it's going to be a while before it settles down and i think it'll settle down a little bit and then there'll be new challenges that come up as will fall out or rules change or different cases come up so i think it will be a bit up and down um so I don't think it will. It's basically a barrier for trade. I think that will be will present a challenge for the next couple of years. All right. And one final thing, maybe on Brexit in terms of publishing directly, and how is it affecting your different trading partners? Is it mostly an issue with with Europe, or is it with the United States as well? I mean, we're we're early into it, and the main issues we've seen is in Europe. Um, I mean, I've only focused on the logistical side. There's a there's a huge bigger side in terms of recruitment and talent and and authors and you know there's a whole bigger side which is kind of too big for this. I've not, but I know speaking to some partners outside, um, some Indian partners in the US, I know it seems to be cropping up more and more in conversation that it is it is a bit of a challenge. Um, you know, and, and the problem is for us is people will do trade with other people because it's less hassle. You know, we get told directly by European customers that we want to do that. But frankly, it's just easier to order stock from here or whatever it is. So, um, so yeah, wish, wish it hadn't happened, but trying to make the best of it would be my summary. Okay. All right, great. 
All right, Dominic, I saw you frowning on the mention of uh, Brexit. So what's your relationship been like since it started kicking? Um, as as Tom said, that that uh, certainly creates supply ch- side challenges. You've seen some customers actually shut down um, ordering. Some customers have shut down shipping. Some customers, I mean, it's been, it's been an interesting evolution from, from the U S. Um, and certainly as Tom said, I think it's going to take a couple of years to sort itself out. Thank you for listening to this audio excerpt from the Publishing Now 21 webinar. The entire webinar is available to view at both the Westchester Publishing Services YouTube page and our website, westchesterpublishingservices.com, where you'll also find bonus content related to the webinar. Be sure to follow us on your favorite streaming platform to be notified about new episodes when they become available or to find previous episodes you may have missed. You can also find all of the episodes plus additional bonus content that has been shared by some of our guests on the podcast page of our website, which is accessible from our homepage, westchesterpublishingservices.com. In the meantime, please share your thoughts or comments about today's discussion and tell us what topics you'd like Westchester to cover in future episodes by emailing us at westchesterwords at westchesteredsvcs.com. Join us next time when we'll be discussing another topic of importance to education, ed tech, and publishing. Until then, stay safe, be well, and stay tuned.